praise the Lord. Well, uh, as we pray, we're talking about praying. Um, I want to remind everybody, <clears throat> continue to pray for our president. And uh, there's going to be three. Uh, they've already been released from prisons from uh, Korea. And um, he's going to go and meet them at uh, 2.30 in the morning. And uh, I thank God that they was able to take care of that. And we need to continue to pray uh, that they're able to get together and work out some type of peace deal with that guy. Um, it surprises me. I never would have thought that um, as crazy as he's been talking and things he's been doing, he was uh, be willing to um, uh, make the concessions that he's made. And um, it's always good to be able to pray for peace. Amen? Amen. And um, peace is all, always better than the alternative. Especially when you're talking about nuclear, hallelujah, amen. Um, what, what have we been studying? Book of James. And I've titled this, The Principles of Practical Christianity. I'm going to tell you what. There's so much in the book of James, this first chapter. I mean, I could stay probably the rest of the year, on the first chapter of James. Um, it's got so much in it. And um, I'm, um, there's so much for us to glean and to learn from. And uh, tonight, I'm going to be talking about a lesson, um, the facts of temptation Heaven's stamp of approval. Um, I'm going to let you uh, put these scriptures. <laughs> My hands are going to be full, so uh, all of these scriptures on there. Bear with me as I get everything together. In our previous two lessons, we've had two lessons already, and in our previous two lessons, we've been dealing with hardships, struggles, temptations, and trials. Um, we're going to be closing out this topic and moving on to another topic, but as we close out this topic tonight, before we move on to a different segment in the writing of James, I want us to view what James has given us as facts of temptations. Uh, we need to understand all the facts about temptation. And um, in this lesson, I will demonstrate a couple principles or facts concerning temptation to better understand the nature of and the cause of temptation. And that's what we're going to be talking about, the nature of temptation 
and the cause of temptation. And I have titled this, uh, The Facts of Temptation, Heaven's Stamp of Approval. And you uh, can uh, notice there on the screen, um, got one seal says authentic, 100% quality. Uh, and then you got approved over over, over there. Um, I remember years ago uh, when they had commercials on TV uh, for certain appliances and different things in the house. They always end the commercial by saying, "This carries the good housekeeping what seal of approval." And um, if you saw that good housekeeping seal of approval, you uh, had some confidence or faith that you could buy that product. Uh, and so, uh, keeping that in mind, we're going to go uh, to the book of James, chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 12, and we're going to read down through verse 20, and this is what it reads like. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, now, I believe the old King James, when he has been tried, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, New King James Version here is when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed then when desire has conceived or lust it gives birth to sin and when sin uh, is full grown it brings forth death I used to have a message back when I uh, was evangelizing especially in the tent days, back in those days, the, the, the choice of drug back in that day was LSD. Uh, that's what they all was, was hooked on back then in that day. And the Lord gave me a message, and I, preached, I used to preach a message entitled LSD. Lust, sin, and death. Uh, and this is where I took that, um, uh, took that from. Verse 16 do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be kind of first, tr uh, first fruits of his creatures. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. My Lord, if we could only get this verse across to folks. <laughs> swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Hallelujah. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Okay, you can just put it back on the title page. <coughs> and we're going to... Um, talk about this um, tonight. Um, in verse 12, 
He said, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. Now, I told you we're going to be talking about the facts of temptation. And in our lesson tonight, I am going to um, deal primarily with two, uh, two facts of um, uh, temptation. Uh, and um, I keep okay. The first fact of temptation is author, uh, authentication. I can't say the word. Yes, say that again. Authentication. Authentic. Uh, sometimes I get my tongue wrapped around my eye tooth and I can't see too good. But the first fact, <laughs> don't get me started laughing, Brother Paul. The first fact about temptation is authentication. I like that little seal up there. Being authentic, I can say that better. <coughs> Hallelujah. All right, well, we'll move on. That's, that's the first fact of temptation. And according to Mr. Webster, uh, I don't know how much we can believe what he says, but everybody seems to put a lot of uh, uh, dependence in him. But according to Mr. Webster, authenticate means to confirm to validate, substantiate, and to establish as genuine. And then also to move a little further on, it's a, to prove by trial, to test, as to ascertain something meets standards or specifications. Now standard is a word that seems to scare a lot of apostolics today. Hallelujah. I used to watch it when I was real young, a TV show. I'm telling my age now, but it used to be a TV show, uh, Dobie Gillis. And the guy who later played Gilligan's Island was on this show, uh, and he, he played a beatnik. And uh, every time somebody would mention work, work! But have a heart attack. <laughs> Hallelujah. <coughs> and um, um, <laughs> you didn't cause me to leave my train of thought. Or oh, it done uh, jump tracks. Um, he, um, he would get excited. And today... When somebody mentions something about keeping a standard, standards, you know, what's that got to do with Christianity? It's got everything to do with Christianity. It's got everything to do with Christianity. And as we're going to see, it's going to prove, that word standards are going to prove whether you're authentic or not. Hallelujah. Amen. And... Uh, if you're not authentic, then you may not be approved 
when you want to be approved. Hallelujah. So remember, it means to confirm, validate, substantiate, to establish as genuine, to prove, to test as to ascertain something meets standards or specification. In short, you can say to be approved. All right. Um, praise the Lord. That that twelfth verse. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. I want to tell you tonight that in some manner, at various times in your walk with God, you're going to be tested to verify if your faith is genuine. Amen. Trials and temptations are ways we as Christians receive authentication. Did I get it right? In case it didn't holler so, maybe so. There, there always has been those who claim they know the Lord, but their lifestyle proves otherwise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes we'll uh, uh, allow somebody to, um, to trick us, to fool us by what they say. But you can't fool the Lord. He knows the facts, and he will allow trials and tribulations. And he, notice I said he allowed and say he would cause them or bring them itself. But he would allow them so you can be tested and proven whether or not what you got with God is genuine or not. I'm sad, to, I'm sad to say that there's a lot of people in the church today who thinks they got the Holy Ghost and they're a mile from it. Hallelujah. And a lot of folks are running around, oh, we got signs and wonders, and they follow signs and wonders. And talk about you know uh, the whoop whoop part of the of the Holy Ghost, and though all of those gifts, let me tell you something. Yes, there are nine spiritual gifts, but did you know there are nine fruits of the Spirit as well? If somebody's got um, the running around claiming the gifts, but they don't have the fruits, you better you better step back a little bit. Hallelujah, Amen. Take it with a grain of salt. Hallelujah. Um, it's the, um, what I would say, the litmus paper test. God's going to give us all that litmus paper test. Amen. We're going we're to be tried. We're going to be tested to prove what we got is real or not or genuine. Now, now note this. I, gotta, I got to add this. Uh it's not up to us, it's not up to me, and it's not up to you to go around and try to separate the wheat from the tares. It's not your job. Hallelujah. Amen. God ain't never called nobody to do that among flesh. Amen. 
even though we're talking about those that are not genuine and that you've got the tares mixed among the wheat, it's not your place, neither is it my place, amen, to try to do that separation. God takes care of that department. He takes care of that department. Uh, you'll have to um, turn yourself because I don't. I didn't get this put up. I ran out of. I ran out of time today. Uh, I have really. I always get really busy this time of the year, more so. Usual, and um, um, or things I have. To, other things I have to do, and I didn't have time to get everything up. But in the book of Luke the third chapter, uh, verses 16 and 17. John answered, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will throw his threshing floor and gather the wheat into the barn, but the chaff he burned with the unquenchable fire. Notice verse 17, how he read. It's talking about the Lord here. It says, His winnowing fan, his, is in his hand. Not my hand, not your hand, in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. Amen. God is going to do the separation. And that begins when the Lord starts to try to test different people and to, and to see what sort their works really are made of. All our works are going to be tried before the Bible says. Amen. And God will not leave that undone. He will take care of that business. So all the people say they ain't going to church because it's full of hypocrites. I guarantee you, when the rapture takes place, those that are hypocrites are going to be left sitting on the pews. They're not going up. They may be in the church, but they're not in the... Uh, I mean, they may be, excuse me, they may be in the building, but they're not in the church. There's a difference. This building is not God's church. Hallelujah. Amen. It ain't going to work. Amen. As nice as it is, as pretty as it is, the day is going to come that this place is just going to be left rubble. Hallelujah. God don't care about this outward building. He cares about you and I. That's the ones he's going to call up. That's what we need to concentrate on is our personal walk with God and to strive to receive that final stamp of approval when he comes. Uh, several years ago, um, I worked uh, in Ashton City at State, uh, State Stowe. I was there about 13 years, beginning somewhere around 1976 and uh, about... Uh, about 13 years. And I moved up in different places and different kind of positions while I was there. And I was 
uh, at one time I was put in the quality control department. And I would go out um, and uh, go to the assembly line as everybody's building those heaters at the, and, uh, and stand at the end of the line and at random, right before they would put a heater in a box, I would tell somebody to set it off the line and I, I had a two-wheel dolly and I would take that heater and take it back to the lab, set it up, and go through a, a big rigorous round of tests. Um, whether it was a gas heater or electric heater, I would hook everything up, fill it up, and just fire it up and just let it run and, um, and do, do tests. At the end of the test, I had two uh, stickers. One was white and had green writing on it and said, pass test. Meaning they could go ahead and that lot and ship them wherever they was going. But I had some red stickers and those line foremans would get upset when I started pulling them red stickers out. Because across it it said rejected. And, um, that, that held some weight. It don't matter how big a foreman was. He could have been the plant superintendent. He couldn't override that. Couldn't be overridden if there was a problem found. Uh, and that's what we're talking about. And we have trials, tribulations, things happen to us to put us to the test. Every now and then, God is going to take you to the lab He's going to set you up. He's going to check you out. And we're going to see if we're genuine or not. That is what it's all about. So we need to concentrate on our personal walk with God and strive to receive that final stamp of approval when he comes. Now, there's another scripture that I'm going to take you to tonight. And for years, I had a wrong interpretation of this scripture. And a lot of folks take it the wrong way. And you can see why uh, in a few minutes, but um, in Second Timothy, the fifteenth chapter, it says, uh, "In the King James, regular King James, it says, study to show yourself approved unto God." That's Second Timothy chapter two and verse fifteen. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Now, for years and years, what I thought that meant was, I've got to take the Bible right here, and man, I've got to really study this. I've got to read it, and I've got to study, and I've got to 
decipher it. But that's not what Paul was talking about when he said study to show yourself approved unto God. He wasn't talking about reading the Bible, studying the Bible. Not here, no. I'm not telling you that we're not to do that. But I'm just talking about this verse right here, where we're at right now. In the New King James, it says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. That word study means to strive, to be diligent, to make sure that you're going to be approved by God when the time comes. Be diligent. Um, you, got, you got that in there, amplified back there on your phone, darling? Read that and see what it says. Right there. Amen. What he is saying here, he's not talking about reading the Bible. Study to show yourself approved unto God. In other words, we're going to have to concentrate on this thing. We're going to have to work on it because we are striving to get that stamp of approval. We are striving to have that stamp hit us one day and God says you've been approved. We, 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 we act, we live diligently, act diligently to, to do this. And <clears throat> that is a fact of temptation. That's one reason why they come our way uh, so we can uh, uh, be approved and can we, we can be tried. Fact number two is the source of temptation. The source. Where does temptation come from? Does God tempt us? We're going to go back and we're going to read James 1 and 13. Maybe you can hit verse 13 up there. It says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Verse 14, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust or desires and enticed. Amen. Uh, verse 15, then when the lust or desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and seeing what it is full grown brings forth death. So, God is not the source of your temptations. Even though God allows them and uses them to work on us, they don't come from Him. 
And guess what? The source of your temptation is that old man that's still inside you, that carnal man that you have got a man to, uh, uh, to strive each day to overcome. Here you are on a Sunday night. Man, you get a blessing. You've run around three or four times. You've jumped up and down. You've spoken in tongues. Baptize the one sitting beside you and spit. Hallelujah. And you leave the church house, man, on cloud nine. Next morning, on a Nashville, Tennessee road, somebody cut you off. When that person cut you off, you can sing the old song, well, it's testing time again. They're going to try me. <laughs> I can see that red color in my eyes. <laughs> Hell, somebody. Lord of God automatically we begin to see how genuine that experience have worked for you. It reminds us that we still got a ways to go. Hallelujah. Amen. So the source of that temptation was when we're drawn away with our own lust and desires. Now, remember something. And I'm, I'm coming to a close for tonight. But remember this. When Jesus was tempted, was the source of his temptation inside him? No. The devil came to tempt him because there was nothing inside Jesus. His temptation had to come from an outside source. Hallelujah. Amen. And for 40 days and 40 nights, he was in the wilderness, and he was tempted by the devil. Hallelujah. It wasn't by his own desires and lust, because Jesus Christ is the only one who lived on this planet above sin and without. There was no guile found in his mouth, the Bible says. Hallelujah. So, the devil was the source there. And he can affect the devil sometimes. The devil knows your weaknesses, and sometimes the devil will play on that. It may be, a, it may be the devil calls that person to cut you off on Monday morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm not going to get into nothing. Hallelujah. But my mind, I just had some, I had some flash. Um, and uh, there have been times in my life I've been tempted and I did well, but there have been other times I didn't do so well. 
We had to go back to the drawing board. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So um, that's what we're talking about, and we are striving one day to have that authentic stamp put on us and the mark of approval. So we are striving. We're, living, we're being diligent. Amen. Uh, to make ourselves approved. We want to get that approval. You've got to have it. I've got to have it. Hallelujah. Don't try to be like some who wants to depend on some small experience 20 years ago. It's not what you did 20 years ago that's going to help you. If you go out to meet God tonight, it's what you're doing right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. Praise the Lord.